0: Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind.
1: We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds.
0: I'm Serena Talbot and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the podcast,
1: everybody. This is episode two with Kelly Track. We are talking about her book and basically her beautiful work of finding your genius. Her book is titled P.S. You're a Genius An Unconventional Guide to Finding Your Innate Gifts, Even When You Feel Like You Have None. And that last part is so relevant to what we're talking about today. So, today we want to talk about this understanding that you don't need any more time or expertise to do your genius. So Kelly, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back. And
1: we're going to dive right in. If you didn't hear Kelly's first episode, please go back and listen to that first. She explains what it means to her to be in your genius. And it's really wonderful description and it will light you up and then come back and pick up where we left off. So Kelly okay, tell me, why don't I need to, I I have 17 other courses I want to take. I know that I'll be even better at what I do if I take them. Why do I not need to do that to be in my genius?
2: I really believe that your genius is already inherent and you already are super good at it. And you've spent a lifetime mastering it, even if you didn't know it. So even through all those like past jobs you've done in like high school, your random extracurricular in college Everything that you've done along the way has sort of designed you at this point in your destiny to do your genius. And if you look back at the experience that you already have, and you just kind of know how to frame it differently, I think you would realize that you've got enough to go for it. So it's more about recognizing that very easy sort of self-mitting belief of I need more, more time, more experiences, more certifications in order to begin versus giving yourself permission to go for it now. So I I like to recommend one of the tools that I teach in this is to really comb through after figuring out your, your gifts through reading PS or genius, or just sitting on some of the questions that we've kind of talked about before, really thinking about based on these gifts that you have, think about all the times in your life where you've maybe been honing it and you didn't realize it really go through and write down and document all the jobs you've had and really pull apart. Where did I learn this? What was I doing? Where have I picked this up? Because there's a good chance you're going to realize that you've been doing something for a long time and you're just not giving yourself enough credit for it.
1: Okay. So in our past episode, we talked about a client of yours, Jenna, who is also in the book. She definitely is working within her genius in what she does. The thing that I, I think kind of blew my mind open to this concept of genius is when I was growing up, I thought some people were just born geniuses, right? Mm -hmm. Because you kind of learn about people who are like inventors or amazing. So Mm -hmm. I think my framework of what it meant to be a genius was, oh, you're born a genius. They're like little people that are all of a sudden doing like multiplication at six months old. And then those people got to be geniuses. And then the rest of us were average.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And the second part of that for me was Okay so that must mean that I'll just need to learn somebody else's genius and get as good as good at that as I can to make it like my attempt at genius. Well bringing Jenna into this she is a normal person. She's magical because she's working mm-hmm. in her genius but when you like actually talk to her you're like oh my gosh she's normal like me. Mm-hmm. So if a normal person can be this magical the invitation is that I can also be this magical. Mm -hmm. when you put it in this framework of it's always been that thread through your life, Mm -hmm. that's what kind of blew me open because then I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh wait, I can actually see where the things I'm good at. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: When I worked at a hotel, my gifts with people were at the center of my skill set, which is why I was good at it. It wasn't because I could just use the computer and like show up on time. I actually was showing up with my genius. That for me was really a big shift. And then coupling that with you taking your readers through kind of like a process in your book, I really feel like I should ask for all the money back I spent on like different courses and things where I thought someone was teaching me how to be good at what I'm good at, where I was really just showing up, like learning little tidbits and tricks. How have you, what's the thing that feels like the thread with your clients, the moment where they can switch from average to genius, where they can let go of that idea what, what does that for people, do you think, in your experience?
2: Yeah, just to also define sort of the red thread concept is understanding that if you look back, there's enough strands of your genius woven together. And I use the metaphor of red thread, this concept of sewing, like you've cut out all these random pieces of cloth and you're even spending your life like stitching together random, random patterns and you don't know what it looks like. But at the end, you're like, oh, wait, I have a garment here. I've built something. And this red thread has connected everything together and it all makes sense now. So it's about looking back at how the red thread has been weaving in your whole lifetime of you picking up and gleaming all these gifts from odd jobs, random experiences, and you can look back at your past and see where your genius has shined and how you have learned everything along the way. It's like you've picked up all the pieces of the puzzle along the journey, put them into a basket. And you're like, if I just examine this, I can put the puzzle pieces together. So that's where sort of the concept of the red thread, just to explain it in detail. I think it's a switch of just recognizing your the experience, your power holds. And I I spend a lot of time when I'm working with clients one-on-one, I, I will say, I mean, I, I shouldn't be serious. Here I am shy about sharing my gifts after saying a whole book about finding your gifts. I have a gift for writing and copywriting and, and pulling things out of people and turning it into words. I spend a lot of time with clients doing sales copy and writing out and building out offers. Even though I've never gone to school for writing and don't have any copywriting Classes taken. I'm good at writing, and I'm good at writing copy. So I spent so many, so many sessions with clients. People would be like, well, I want to sell this thing, and I'm just, and I'm like, well, let's build out this package, and let's write out what this is going to sound like on the sales page. And I would say, okay, I meant we'd be working with clients, and this would happen time and time again. Where there's a framework I teach in the book. Because I did X, I learned how to do Y, and because of that, I can help you achieve Z. Say for example, Christy, we'd be saying like, okay, because I worked at a hotel. I learned how to do A, B, C, and D. Be good with people, solve problems on the spot, uh, anticipate needs. And now, in my current role as an RTT therapist, I can help you achieve this goal and work work through that with you. Of whatever their desired goal is, because of that experience and looking at through that lens, so many clients would have that light bulb moment of, oh, when I did that job, I did learn that. And because I picked up that specific thing at that job, that makes me qualified to help somebody now. And that experience is like valid. So running it through that framework. of because I did X, it taught me how to do Y and I can help you achieve Z because of it It has always been sort of that shift. I noticed when we're working and building out packages and sales copy with clients.
1: I feel like you're um, the genius whisperer. It's like you come into people's lives and they um, are kind of like, I don't know, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. And you're like, just hold on. And then you get your little bibbity bobbity boo wand out. And you're like, tell me about your life. And then you're like, watch this dot, dot, dot connected. And then people on the other side can see themselves more clearly. That's when I was reading the book, it's like, wow, I can, I feel like I can see myself a little bit more clearly through what you're saying in this book, which is actually what this is, right? Opening our eyes to what we already, what's already easy for us so that we can do more of it. Totally. What would the world be like if we were all doing <laughs> stuff that was came easy to us? And actually I want to come back to that idea of coming easy. Cause I think there's some expansion that we could do on that, but what would the world be like? I mean, I just imagine people walking around like being in their genius and like that would be a cosmic shift
0: in the universe if we could get more people in this space. And the idealist in me is like, that's where we're going. But Christy and I have had this conversation too. And what you're doing is a huge amount of trust. It's trusting that my life has been leading me in the exact places that I've needed to go to get to this point. And, And to your point, Christy, that is the plan. And I think it is where we're going again. I'm very idealistic. It's a beautiful thing. Can you share an example of someone who came to you like, I have zero idea, like what my genius is and if there were
2: those pieces for that client, Kelly? I would say most people come to me, I would say they come to me not with the question of like, I have no clue what my genius is. Usually it's there, but the bigger question that they're asking is I have kind of this dream and I don't know how to go after this at all that is the entry point to us figuring out your gifts, your genius. So it's usually like, I have this little thing that I kind of want to do and it's not very clear and defined, but it's nagging and I like, it doesn't go away. Help me bring it out into the world. And then through that, it's sort of the process of finding your genius and turning it into like usually a business. I would say most people, I mean, the, the word genius is really like an unapproachable word, which is, also, why I want to create a book that was on a contrasting side, funny, light, and easy, because no, most people do not feel like a genius. I'd say very, very few. So I'd say most people who come to me, they, they are looking for their genius, but it's usually asking sort of different questions of like, yeah. help me build this thing. Which yeah. Lets me do yeah. That. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, uh, even when you say that I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, it actually makes more sense. I guess humans were like, here's my problem, solve it. And you're like, let's go to your genius. Your genius. Will solve yeah. Yeah. This problem. yeah. <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a different avenue of, of getting there. But I would say in terms of people, I'm going to give an honest answer. I can't really articulate a good answer to this of like people who felt like they had no genius and then found it because my requirement of working with me is that you have to have an idea. I need, I need an idea to work on it's also like a, a wanting, a desire. So people who I do, yeah. you know, sometimes get applications. Of, I don't, I, and I get on console calls and I don't work with them as clients. Cause it's like, oh, I have no clue what I'm good at. I don't know my genius, but I also don't know what to do with my life. I don't have any dreams or goals. There's not enough for me to work with. Cause it's like, you've got to have to desire it and have a little bit of a dream. And from there, yeah. it's for sort of that willingness to, okay, like maybe I can lean into this fact that I have a genius, but if it's just sort of this sour attitude of everything's totally wrong. And I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm really stuck and lost and there's nothing I think I'm good at. And I also have no dreams and I'm not really sure what I could build in the business. It's not the right mindset, if that makes sense. And therefore I don't work with yeah. those clients.
1: I wonder if those people aren't ready for their genius to emerge yet, because I think about, it's almost yeah. like pre-emergence. So there's still skill building perhaps happening. Yeah. Maybe there's an evolution to this and you're like, yeah, well, until that emerges, until like that part of you blooms or blossoms, this isn't yet Kelly tracks like expertise. That's more of like a time thing, perhaps a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So that actually is an interesting concept to me because the idea of looking backwards and kind of Uh connecting dots, I can see where back before I started my healing journey, if someone had shown up with the framework, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even know that I needed, I might've been like, Oh, that sounds good. I'll try it. But it would have been like a fad instead of an actual Pull. it sounds more way more like something is already emerging for people yes. and you're like okay I will help you with some questions so you can continue to coax it out not you Kelly but them yeah. they're coaxing that genius out or need some direction which is actually what the book does
2: totally hmm. and I, I think that's such a good way of looking at it because even when I look back at my own life I also think our genius only shows up at times when we're ready to receive it and it's like a, it's getting channeled through of like yeah. okay it's time as I would have Never been able to just ask myself, what are you, if you just what you are good at? Unless I had really hit a point where, okay, I did all the things. And I'm like, I'm literally at financially, I'm not making any money with any startups. I'm moving back to my parents' house in Canada. I'm starting again. I have nowhere else to go but to do this thing and explore it. And maybe like YOLO, why not? My best creations have all come from that space. Like starting this business, came from that space. This book came from that a very similar space of like, I freaking hate everything in my business. I'm tired of it. <laughs> let's do a night, another life pivot and try it for a book YOLO. And then I'm in a third phase of sort of the same thing of like, let's, let's try one more time and see if I can get uh, a TV show. Now that's like the new thing I want to go for, but it all comes from that space of like, when you're ready to do it, you know, and it, it comes when the universe, I feel like it, it's a universal divine timing of being ready to do your genius. Sometimes it's from that rock bottom or like really hitting that rough spot. Or when you're hitting, when the point where you're ready to do the work, if that makes sense, ready to like actually try. Yeah.
0: That's what I was just going to say, because for me, it was at a rock bottom too of, you know, having failed a business and, and what I heard you say. And when I was like, what if someone's like, I have no idea. You're like, no. And the difference is someone who's like, you fix me versus I'm ready. I'm going to do the work. And so what I think a better question is when they're coming up to work with you and get that coaching from you and they say, I have a dream, I have an idea, but I don't know what my genius is. Or if I have a genius, then that's this process. I do. I think it is that it's that responsibility. And again, as we're looking at this new space where we are in, in business and being able to show up in the way we want, we get to create it, but we also have to take that ownership.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So where we started today with this podcast is you don't need more time or experience to be, to like do your genius. And I almost feel like we could caveat that and say, and also you'll have different genius points of genius emerge
0: throughout your
1: life experience. Because what I'm actually even hearing from your story, Kelly, is like, you've had separate levels of genius come out at different times. And now Mm -hmm. you actually have like. Uh, reconfigured, like you've gone like, okay, well, what's the framework I've used every time that like helps this emerge now that I've noticed the process. Then you're like, oh, write a book about that so that everybody else can use what I've engineered to take them from the idea, the the, like inspiration phase and use their genius within it and work within their genius. Does that sound right?
2: Yeah, I would say so. Yes.
1: Okay. So then I'm course, the way my brain works. I'm like, cool. So my genius is emerging in this way right now. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like in 10 years. Like when my next idea hits from the universe, then I'll go back to Kelly's book and I will go through it again. And I'll be like, all right, let's take our genius out of like in through this experience. And it shows me that at every stage in our life, number one, if we're not ready to work with Kelly, because we don't have our idea yet, the first place would be to understand Kelly's work about you're a genius So that you know and can get prepared and then from there if you need the big guns you hire kelly because clearly she can come in and like whip you into shape real fast once your idea (laughs) kind of emerges so this idea of like not having to work hard when you're within your genius is kind of a funny concept right because i would say you're probably one of the hardest working people that i know Mm. but you're when you're working
2: you're enjoying it yes and that's the definition. It's that it's, a, it's like a want to energy versus a have to. And creating from a place of fluidity and flow versus force. It's this idea of when you're building, it's like going downhill versus pushing the rock uphill. You're still doing work. You're still taking action. And yet, obviously, the goal is to work most of the time in your genius. You're, of course, going to have times where it's hard. It's difficult. You're going to do stuff you, that's not in your genius. But for the most part, when you're doing the actual work, you feel compelled and you want to and that's that energy that you're building from and that's that that that's a marker of ease is like doing the things that are easy for you it was easy for me to write a book but I still had to sit down every day for four months and, and write it so it's just understanding it's like the quality of the work versus and mm-hmm. really marinating in when you're doing things knowing if you're in your genius or not it's like what's the quality of this work am I creating from that place of flow do I like it is time stopping and I'm just having fun or is this like a total grind am I looking at my phone every five minutes am I getting up to eat granola for the 800th time really checking in on that energetic quality of the work
0: mm. okay. that's a huge permission as well to do the things that we enjoy and do the things that bring us ease and it's really helpful to clarify because I think some people are like well then I'll never work I want to just sit right. and watch TV all the time you know and understand what is easeful work look like yeah we're yeah, made yeah. to
1: work, we're humans, we're not, we're made totally. to actually like move and do and create. And when we're actually outside of our zone of genius, we come to a place where we think we don't want to work, right? Because it's like, I don't want to work, it feels awful. Whereas what mm-hmm. you're the invitation that I hear you extending is, are you in the work that actually makes you want to do more of it and continue to yes. creating? That doesn't mean you don't take breaks and go to Hawaii yeah. or whatever the <laughs> case may be it just means you need to oh God, i got to love that how did you phrase that what's the quality of the work mm. ooh that's a really good place to end wow everybody listeners what's the quality of the work that you're doing with your job with your family with yourself boy what a question to ask what's the what quality question. of this work right now kelly kelly <laughs> thank you so much this is so fun we have one more episode with Kelly that's coming up where we're talking more and more about your genius and I'm getting so much out of this I know our listeners have to be as well thank you so much again for joining us Kelly thank you for listening everybody and come back for our third and final installment with the incredible in her genius in the highest quality for work Kelly track we'll see you soon
2: Thank you. And I was gonna say, you can get the book at Kellytrack.com slash books. Oh, yes. I gotta hey, I gotta say it because my publishers is gonna want me to say it. <laughs> Kelly Truck Kellytrack.com slash books. That's Kellytrack.com slash books. <laughs>
0: and that's <laughs> Kelly T-R-A-C-H. And well <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Kelly. Know. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe
0: so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.